0: Back to the Apex Business Advisors podcast. I am one of your hosts, Andy Cavanaugh, joined as always by our other host, President of Apex, Doug Hubler. Doug, welcome back. Thank you.
1: Thanks. Good to be here. Yeah,
0: we spent considerable amount of time in airports over the past couple of weeks. Oh, we had our yeah. It's been a travel season. Yeah, we had yeah. sales retreat, and yeah. then uh, we yeah. recently met up with some of our colleagues in the industry for our annual conference. Anything you learned
1: that you would like to share? Well, we did, ha- okay. Sunscreen is still important. That was one of my travel learning opportunities. This is I don't know clearly... why I thought that I was tan. Yeah. <laughs> will... okay. I am not.
0: <laughs> with us living in the Midwest, coming right out of the winter season. Right, right. Uh, Long you go... pants for, I don't know, several months. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you go to the sales retreat, and even in the meetings there, you're still out. It, it's still a harsh sun, especially really to your uh, tender skin.
1: The, the meetings on the beach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was yeah. the problem. Yeah.
0: And then uh, we we also just came back. I think you had the sales retreat. You were back for a few days. Mm-hmm. And then we went to convention for a few days, and you, yeah, your convention something. experience was longer than mine because yeah. you're with M&A and... The IBBA, IBBA, Mm -hmm. right,
1: and those are great meetings to go to, and those are once or twice a year. And the brokers here in the office, almost everybody goes to those annually, and it's a great, great learning opportunities there and networking, a lot of things to learn on how uh, businesses, business brokers are operated in other parts of the country. Yeah, it's
0: you know I think it's one of those things where people take for granted that I've been doing this for. 5, 10, 15, 20 years. What am mm-hmm. I really going to get out of these these classes, yeah. these conventions? And I always just go back to default back to sports. Why was Michael Jordan the best basketball player to ever play? Because as his career progressed, he added something every year. Mm-hmm. Every year he just picked up one thing, added one nuance to his game, one more weapon. And he never it,
1: stopped practicing, no. right? I mean, he was always pushing himself.
0: Yeah, and so... You know, to, to go to those things and, okay, maybe you sit in an hour-and-a-half session, but if you can get two or three things out of that session that you can bring back that are that you can add to your game, it only makes we, you better. We
1: always pick something up that we can do better here in our office, and I think over the 20 years plus that we've been doing this and going to these conventions, once we really started to participate consistently, annually, our, our business has definitely improved. They only make you better. Yeah. So I yeah. I like those. Now I didn't
0: come back as sunburnt as others. Right. Um, from the uh, yeah yeah we but, didn't have that
1: you were actually in a hotel in a classroom setting so
0: yeah ours uh, the the conference was in Denver so right. um, still beautiful great sunny days outside at uh, no no the, we had no meetings on right. on the beach. Right.
1: So. No poolside meetings. No poolside meetings. No. So,
0: When you had any of your poolside meetings at the sales retreat, did any buyer-seller meetings happen to take place down there? Not
1: mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there was a buyer-seller meeting, you know, because it's now. I mean, it's a conference call. I don't think anybody did any Zoom meetings because th- that would have been probably inappropriate. <laughs> but uh, a conference call was... Easily had. And, you know, worked out great.
0: And that's what we're here to talk about today is the buyer-seller meeting, Mm -hmm. which backing up last episode, we had a CBR that we read through. We have found an ad, made contact, read through the CBR. We're still interested. What's my next step? Right. Let's get together. Let's talk face-to-face. Let's set up a Zoom call. Let's set up a conference call. I think our general, and I think that's the order that we prefer to see them happen, is face-to-face, ideally at our office. Correct. Because right. there's openness. You're not, openness. not
1: nom- normally going to go to the business itself for a meeting. Especially um, the first one. Right, right. So <clears throat> besides the confidentiality, you know, we're you're probably going to be after hours. Could be some odd times. and. and one of the things that we do, we, maybe it's a little bit more a controlled environment, is just to have it in one of our conference rooms where we can just have the privacy, the quiet, and you know, we spend an hour or more in these. And we have more information here too. So if, if there are questions that come up about the business, maybe somebody wants to review some financial information, Although I don't, don't really like getting into all that in the first meeting, but it can happen. And I can, you know, come out here and I can print off some reports if we need to.
0: So I like to set it up with my buyer. And I think I'll maybe take slant towards buy side. yeah, slant a little bit towards the sell, sell right, side. Right. Um, so we've gotten a meeting set up. Everybody's coming in here. What I like to do with the buyer is I like to send them an agenda That says this is what we have found to be the most productive use of time and at the high level we're going to have an introduction five ten minutes right then the bulk of the meeting is going to be operations overview 45 minutes of that and then we'll wrap up and then of course there's always the after the after the meeting meeting Yeah, yeah of those but I like to set the stage with my Buyer, is this, these are the expectations, and we'll dive into each one of these. What are you doing for the sell side? How are you setting expectations and presenting this meeting?
1: Well, I try to do it so that the, the seller has some idea of the background of the buyer, just give a little bio. It might not be my buyer, it might be yours. So I'll ask the broker, the other broker, say, Tell me a little bit about your buyer. Got to tell me what their background is, what are their qualifications, to kind of relay that to the seller. Let them prepare a little bit ahead of time, and I and I kind of do the same thing. I don't, I, you know, I try to tell them what is the process in these meetings, what to expect. Like you say, a little, little bit of warm up, a little background information from both sides, and then kind of digging in. Usually the. So the buyer's asking some questions or, or, or the seller may just start and, you know, talk about the whole history of the business.
0: Yeah. The reason I like to have an agenda is, well, because I'm a control freak and need right. to control every aspect and need <laughs> to know all of the questions in advance. I like to have the agenda because I like to have a productive meeting. Yeah. Uh, and if you're dealing with an inexperienced buyer, it gives that structure. And what I generally tell them is on the introductions is we've already provided a high-level background. So mm-hmm. we don't need to get into the, as we've talked on here, how you, in sixth grade, wanted to be a fireman, but how we got to calling on an auto repair shop, Right? how that, is, yeah. how that has yeah. led to that. We're not trying to get there. What we want to do is we want to get an introduction, give us the basics, give us a high level, but specifically tell the seller why you're interested in their business. They don't necessarily care
1: that you went to the University of Kansas and yeah. graduated with a bachelor in yeah. business and a yeah. minor in there marketing. Can be way too much fluff on the on the buyer side sometimes, overselling themselves, mm-hmm. which they don't really need to do, right? Which you bring that up, there
0: is this is a unique selling and buying situation. Most people as a buyer have been taught the consumerism that Because I'm the buyer, I'm incredibly special, and they are lucky to be having Having me me as a customer, right? right? right. So the customer is king, you know, those types of things. But this is the most unique buying situation that anyone's ever gonna find themselves in. And and I don't know that very many buyers understand that this is actually, it's a two-way street. This is very much like an interview process. The seller oftentimes gets to choose who they sell the business to. Absolutely. That it yeah. is
1: many buyers and one seller in this particular engagement. They, the seller is 100% in charge of who they sell to. You're right. So do they need to go over and sell, like you are saying, really sell themselves? I, I try to tell them it's really a relationship. This is the start of a relationship. So how do we build the relationship and the trust? So. This is the first meeting to get to that point so that the, the you know seller doesn't want to walk away and say, geez, I'd never sell to that person. So
0: after we've set the stage on what the inter- introduction should be, which is high level of yourself, some professional background, why that professional background is relevant to this particular business and why you're interested in this business, that's really the, the fishbone mm-hmm. that you need to hit. Yeah. We throw it to the seller because we try to do a good, good job giving the background and the history of the business right. in the CBR, but you know, maybe there's something that wasn't relevant to that that makes sense for them to, yeah. to
1: share. I think we like to, you know, most people want to hear the seller talk about their business for a little bit, just give a background. What's a day-to-day look like in the seller's life, how they started it? you know the progression where they're at now, you know, the questions will come from the buyer, but typically it's going to be, you know, asking about why they want to sell, what they would do differently in the business if they were younger. And from the seller's point of view, I'm going to be telling the story. I'm going to be probably I'm going to be selling it for sure. I'm going to be talking it up. But and I'm and I'm not going to be talking about every little pain in the business I'm not going to talk about Susie who's a real pain in the rear uh, you know or she's in a bad mood or something I'm, I'm going to stay high level what's material to the business what's changing in the industry what are the trends and and after that conversation letting the seller just kind of talk through the business questions will naturally flow the buyer and this is where the buyer can and I don't know how you uh, mentioned to your buyers or how to prepare them for that but a lot of times they'll just kind of be asking questions throughout or you wait till the end and and then load them up with questions
0: yeah there's two ways that I've seen it equally productive and I think this is kind of the stage where it depends on how astute your buyer is how experienced the buyer is because this is really the time in the process where the buyer really starts to starts to take a little bit of control because as we go into due diligence, that's where the buyer is responsible for that mm-hmm. that entire process. Mm-hmm. This is where you know we want to, as brokers, kind of lay out, step back. We're there to steer the ship, and if they do start getting into, well, you know, on t- Tuesdays are a rough day for Susie. You know, her kids never ready for school, and you know that right, type of, right. that we can pull that back in. But for the most part, we're flies on the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. We're there to to guide it. And so that's where, you know, I like to set those expectations up front as what we're expecting to get accomplished out of this and then really let them have the time. You know, I like to spend a lot of time in that operations overview. Ideally, to me, the buyer has thought of their questions in advance and perhaps submitted those so that we can give to the seller so the seller can have answers, be thinking about it. You know, I think that that leads to a very productive conversation. I, I don't particularly like the, I'm just going to throw my question. see how quickly this person can think on their feet. I'm really more for, hey, let's let them, let's let them get an answer and, and be putting thought to the question so that we can have a dialogue. doesn't happen yeah. a lot. Most right. of the time it's the person's going through the CBR and trying to dive down a little bit. Sure. Or,
1: I think most of the time the buyers are going to come with a list of questions. I would hope that they do. I don't know if you've ever had it happen where a a buyer is just kind of, I mean, super quiet, really not ask, asking questions. Just let the seller talk about, and it's basically, oh, it could, could have read the CBR, and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't have any questions. I don't know if you've dealt with that. I've had some awkward
0: moments where it was... To me, it came like the buyer was not prepared. Right. They yeah, weren't prepared that, for the conversation, yeah. or the questions that they were asking were very superficial, mm-hmm. or they were asking inappropriate questions at that stage of the game, You know, yeah. perhaps trying to do due diligence before...
1: Right. Before it's really... You don't do that until there's an actual accepted offer, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sometimes it can get a little bit too deep, especially into the financial questions, and the seller's not really not prepared in those meetings to start answering questions on the on the financials this is meant to be pretty high level so I I think when you mention you know we're a fly on the wall and that's true but there have been times on for the the seller where I've had to step in and say hey why don't you tell us about this thing that happened yeah. you know but I know what the answer is but I need I need some some generate some some questions from the buyer yeah
0: if you have a buyer that's being very quiet you know that's kind of where ideally that the the broker is sitting there fly on the wall not mm-hmm. not really interjecting they're having a nice dialogue back and forth it's at the right level yeah you get those quiet buyers or mm-hmm. you get the sellers that are responding like a uh, a teenager? <laughs> right. No. <laughs> how was yes. your day? Fine. Fine. <laughs> What'd you do? Stuff. <laughs> things. You, you right. want some dialogue, right? right? So oh, yeah. The, you have to you, open up. You know, one of the things that I say is like, hey, let's tell them what time it is. Don't tell them how to make the watch. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, mm-hmm. let's answer the questions, but let's not get so granular into right. the answers that right. we look down at our watch and we're three hours later yeah, and we haven't scratched the surface. Right. So you know, to me, preparation is key. I think it's equally important to tell them what the meeting is not about. Mm-hmm. And this meeting is not a negotiation. Right. We right. are not right. starting the negotiation process. You said it earlier. This is the start of building the relationship. Mm-hmm. The way to really kill a deal is to start.
1: Well, you know, I think your multiples too high. Right. You know, I think some oh, yeah. of these addbacks you have yep. on here. Right. And. Oh, I've had those cases where all of a sudden, who came up with this price? How was this generated? And start questioning. And what I tell the seller before going into these into these meetings, if these types of questions come up, just say, hey, you need to refer to Doug on, on this. But we're here to talk about the business operation.
0: I think there are some financial questions that are relevant. High and level. Appropriate. So what we're arming... Our buyers with are the seller's discretionary earnings, revenue, cost of goods, operating, yeah. their ad backs, you know, some of those things. And I think it's perfectly acceptable to, to ask about revenue trends.
1: That's exactly what I was going to say. Trends are recognizable, something that's legitimate because you're going to have questions about what's going on in the industry or their competition that's come in. You know, what, what's happening? And those are the questions that a seller should be able to answer. But to your point,
0: not, all right, how'd you come up with this price? Right. You know, to talk about key employees. Are they willing to stick around? What does their wages look like? You know, things like that that are in the CBR. Right. All of those are acceptable financial things. Anything else you can think about that we probably shouldn't be talking about during, the, during this meeting?
1: I think I, you know, when we talk about employees, and I, I think we tend to be a little bit careful. Uh, we we avoid getting into you know personalities and things like that. It is more about just, you know, I think a comfort level for the buyer that expected employees are expected to stay. Yeah. Roles, responsibilities. Right. What right. are they
0: making on? They range fourteen to seventeen dollars. Mm-hmm. They range thirty mm-hmm. to fifty dollars, you know, yeah. depending on the industry and yeah.
1: what the people do. And if, and if a buyer comes in with the financial statements with all kinds of notes and lines and, you know, so we, I, I say we're not going to get into that, that level of detail here in this meeting. Because, you know, really, ultimately, this first meeting is about that relationship. Is this a business that I can see myself doing after listening to the seller? And can, do I think I can get along? with Both of them buyer and seller, is this something I, yeah, I think I can work with this person. And then that's probably in the second meeting and that might happen after
0: an offer is in place. Which is a great segue and a great place for us to start wrapping up because that's our topic next week, writing an offer. Of course, you have to end these meetings. I always like to end them with you know, any follow-up, any wrap-up. Mm-hmm. There's an older school train of thought that you come to this with the offer sheet in hand, right? To right, see if the yeah. buyer wants to write up yeah. an offer. Yeah. Uh, I have never done that. <laughs> uh, I generally tell the I generally tell the buyer, like, hey, look, we'll after the meeting. What most people want to do is they want to just go away and digest what they've heard, yeah, independent right, of right. me. Yeah. And I'll follow up with you in two days. Mm-hmm let you think? Is there other questions that you came up with, that type of stuff? How do you handle the end of the meetings? I
1: mean, I think I do like to sit and talk to the parties afterward and get some feedback right away. And then, of course, they'll go back and process. I, I think you're right as far as we, I think we did, we always brought offers to these meetings, offer forms, and so that we would be prepared to write up an offer right away. And we still do that if a buyer wants to make an offer. If they're, if they might have been ready before the meeting. But I do want to get feedback. I want to give feedback to the seller if I felt like you know they maybe needed to focus on one area over another one. Maybe um, if they were, you know, too too negative about something that's really unimportant in in their day to day operations, and a buyer wouldn't be dealing with. You know, I just want to say, let's focus on the business. Yeah, I
0: think there's things that we can do just based on our experience. I had one just a couple weeks ago where a seller has a family member working in the business. Mm-hmm. family member has no idea this business is for sale. And the questions were, well, is, you know, they're at a regular employee, but why aren't you selling to them? Why aren't you, are they going to stay? You know, those relevant yeah. questions and... At the after the meeting, I I told the seller I was like, you know, you you kind of, you kind of were overly complimentary of your <laughs> your family member, right? Right. Yeah. Um, maybe let's dial that back. Yeah. And then they they had made a couple throwaway throwaway points really that didn't even need to be said, that just raised questions to the buyer, mm-hmm. and a couple of them were, yeah, we got uh, we got this because I went to high school with the guy that's making the decision for the county. And we got this because my brother works over there. And I kid you not, it is less than 1% of their revenue. Okay. <laughs> and the buyer is wanting to drill down into right, right. those things because yeah, yeah. the buyer said, yeah, you know, we do a couple, or the seller said, yeah, we do a couple of those. You know, I know the guy. I went to high school with the right, guy, Right. But my it's brothers,
1: nothing. and it's like. It's not material at all.
0: Not at all, but they bring it up, yeah, and so yeah. now the now the buyers going, whoa, sure, sure, I'm going to lose
1: this revenue because right. they're no longer working with this guy, and it's well, and I've had something on the other side where still on the on the seller side, but where he was at, in retirement age, he was burned out. He was obviously he'd come in, he was tired, and his wife would be with him. And he would he would spend time talking about how burdened he was. You know, he was obviously ready to, to retire. And his wife, I don't know how many times she kicked him under the table. He had to have come with shin guards the next time because she was like, shut up. <laughs> so let's just move on from this. And so, and those are the things I do talk to the seller afterward and say, let's just stick with material things that are meaningful to the buyer. That, the, you know, they're not going to be dealing with your drive to the office and the dread, whatever, you know. So let's just stay with the business operation. It's always good to get one or two out of the way. Whenever you get that
0: listing and you get one, I like to yeah, get have a to practice. I like to get a buyer seller meeting as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. First of all, you never know. Right. You never know. Right. You might hit yeah. on the first one. But yeah. it's it's uncommon. At least it has been for me. But it will definitely happen. I like to have the um, I I just like to have that one so that we can get that feedback for the mm-hmm. seller. Yeah, and it also yeah. helps it it also helps us on our side identify whether this is actually a serious buyer.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's one of the things we've talked about is we want to make sure that they're serious buyers to start with, and we don't want to waste somebody's time. But that first meeting will tell where this buyer's heads at, and I've qualified buyers seriously. And I had a, a, a good buyer client of mine who said, I want to meet with this company. And I said, well, this doesn't match your goals. And he said, no, I really want to meet with this client. I think this is the right business for me. And within five minutes of that meeting, he said, yeah, I don't think this is the right business for me. I'm like I, just, I told you that, and I set it up. I just wasted the seller's time. I was not happy, but it was very apparent that it was not going to be the right business for him. Yeah, and it's it is
0: something that these these meetings are very telling, and I think that we've been doing this long enough that we can generally get a read in the meeting whether you know are oh, we yeah. are we going to go to the next step or, yep. Yep. hey we got we got some practice reps in for you right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well, I think that's a good way for us to a uh, good place for us to shut down we can come back next week and talk about just that writing that offer. At the end of the uh, either at the end of the meeting or generally it's going to be, a few
1: days or sometimes
0: right. they come months yeah. later. Yeah. Um, so but usually
1: pretty quickly after after a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: we'll talk about that offer process next week. Maybe you'll you'll have some more aloe vera that you can get on to uh, to, to work your on that. your <laughs> sun sunburnt skin. So. As always, we're going to send you to our website, kcapex.com. That's going to be the best place that you can find all the information you need, whether you're looking at buying or selling a business. Just want to understand a little bit about more about our team, how to get in contact with us. We're out there, Doug and myself, our email, our LinkedIn. So if you are looking at buying or selling a business, go to kcapex.com. And we will see you next week.